All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 112. I hope everyone is really enjoying their summer. Uh, mine has been going pretty good so far. I've been having uh, a really nice summer, been at a lot of Guardians games recently, uh, which has been fun. They've been a little bit hot and cold this year, but the environment there is always uh, a lot of fun this season, especially with the Guardians past the $50 a month for standing room only. I feel like that has totally changed the experience. Uh, and they actually, I think this was July, I don't know, if, was it July 4th or July 3rd? I think it was the 3rd. They had the um, largest attendance for a Guardians game, a regular season game since 2014. So that's a pretty big deal for sure. Um, very exciting for the team, exciting for the organization. Um, I know there were, you know, a lot of, uh, haters out there when the, the name change came through from Indians to Guardians saying that kind of the fans, you know, weren't going to get behind it. It wasn't, um, going to be a team with support, uh, anymore. And that is obviously not the case. They've only continued to grow since then. Um, and finding new ways for, I think, young people to get involved in the sport, which I really think is what this, ballpark pass, the monthly standing room only pass is meant to do is to to target young people and have them interested in the sport coming to games. I know it's made me go to more games than I would have gone to had I not had the pass. So I think it's done a really good job of that. And they're only going to continue to try to do more of that as they build out some of the different community spaces uh, in the ballpark in the coming season. So uh, that has been fun and uh, exciting. I wish the team was doing a little bit better. Like, um, you know, we have kind of the worst division in the league, so it makes us look a lot better than actually what we are. If we were in any other division, I think it would be a lot more disappointing, but we're always going to kind of be in it because our division is so bad, um, which is funny because that's the opposite problem we have in football. Uh, but uh, I, I'm hoping we can still turn things around. It's obviously a long season. Just need to get a little little more offense going here and there. It's very, uh, like I said, hot and cold, hit or miss for for that team, uh, but has made the summer very enjoyable for sure. So I hope everyone else is uh, enjoying their summer as well. Had a nice 4th of July, watched some hot dog eating, whatever you did. I hope uh, you had a nice time. Um, okay, so not a ton to get into today, but we do have some Cavs topics to talk about because the Cavs made some moves, which is very exciting um, because like I said last episode, this is the the dead time of year where you are just looking for any type of news uh, to get you through it. So have some Cavs things to talk about and then just uh, a couple mailbag questions. You know, I, I posted on my social media to send in mailbag questions and I feel like when I post that people know that I want sports-related questions for the podcast. Uh, but maybe next time I'll have to clarify because I got mostly life questions, personal questions. Someone asked me what my biggest insecurity is, and I'm like, you think I want to answer that on the podcast? I mean, I probably would because I do talk about most things in my life, but I'm looking for sports questions that I can answer for you guys on here. So next time I post that, please send me sports questions or even when I don't post it, just send me DMs with questions that you have that you would like me to talk about on the podcast. And I will definitely try to fit them in, especially this summer when when topics are a little bit limited, but um, didn't get as many sports related mailbag questions as I wanted, but just picked a couple to touch on. Okay, so let's start with the Cavs moves. Um, so the sad part in the Cavs moves, like, although overall I am happy that we made moves and we made an attempt to improve this team, 
Lamar Stevens is no longer a Cav. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you probably know about my love for Lamar Stevens, uh, my appreciation for his grit, his his work ethic on the court, his ability to get physical when no one else will. Literally, no one else on this team wants to get physical. Lamar Stevens will step in. He'll take some hits. Uh, and it's what I love about him. I've really enjoyed watching him grow over these last couple of years. And I am really disappointed he had to be a part of one of these these trades that we made. Um, because I felt like, you know, it's not like he was a big part of the cap. Um, he wasn't making a ton of money. I think maybe it was more we needed to throw in like a high upside player, which I do still believe Lamar Stevens has more upside in order to make the trade happen. And that's why they did it. Um, but it was unfortunate because I don't think we really needed to get him off the books. I thought, you know, he was someone that we should keep around. Um, but unfortunately that was not the case because in a three team trade between the Spurs, the Heat and the Cavs, the Spurs get Jetty and Lamar, um, and we ended up getting Max Struess in this trade. Um, there were obviously other pieces involved, but those were kind of what we gave up and what we got throughout the trade. Um, Jetty, like, I wasn't as disappointed to see go. I, I do think he's been, you know, a nice staple member of this team for, honestly, he was one of the longest standing members since the most recent LeBron era. So it was, you know, sad to see him go in that sense. But I think the experiment of Jetty had kind of run its course on this team. It was a weird year for him considering throughout the regular season, he would go very long stretches, not getting any minutes. And then for some reason, come playoff time, JB was like, Jetty's getting 20 minutes per game. It was a very weird thing, and I don't know why that happened uh, and why, if that was the intention from the beginning to play him that much in the playoffs, that they didn't you know, work on him in those rotations more during the season because it felt like it was very thrown together at the last minute um, and didn't put Jetty in a good position and didn't put the team overall in a good position to win. Uh, so that was kind of strange, uh, but... You know, I think overall he just wasn't giving what we needed uh, anymore for this team, and it was best to try to use him as a piece to move on from and get another potential shooter, which is what they ended up doing and getting Max Struess. Um, so we signed Struess to a four-year, $64 million deal. Pretty hefty, I would say, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do when you need a shooter, and our assets are limited, so we just have to make the move sometimes and pay a little extra than you you might want to in order to make it happen and that's what they did in this case um so I was kind of going into some of Struce's numbers because obviously I've I've watched him play some but not at you know a consistent level to really know all of what he's about um so from three this past season he shot 35 percent but from the prior season he shot 41 percent from three um so that is Obviously, 35, not too great. 41, much better. Um, he does take a lot of shot attempts, though, in general. He was 29th in the league in three-point attempts per game this past season. So I think you have to account for that as well in the percentages. Like our other move that we made to get uh, Nyang uh, a three-year $26 million deal, he takes uh, significantly less shots, but his three-point percentage is a little bit higher. Uh, so I think that matters a lot when analyzing uh, what they are able to do and what they could offer to us. 
Um, but I do think we're looking at Struz to be a, a three-point shooter for us, um, not just stand-in-the-corner type of guy, but uh, from all over the place, consistent shooter. And I think that's hopefully what we're going to get. Um, also last season, just a few other stats for, for Struz. He had uh, 11.5 points per game, 3.2 rebounds per game, and 2.1 assists per game with 41% field goal shooting. Um, so, you know, I don't know how much better of uh, an option we were going to get with the assets that we had. We didn't have a lot available to give up. We gave up a lot of our draft picks to get Donovan Mitchell last season. And in terms of other trade pieces, um, you know, there's other than our, our core four, which I know they've, you know, potentially been shopping Jared Allen. I don't know, you know, how much interest they were getting in return for that if it was you know enough to actually make a trade it feels like it probably wasn't but we don't have a ton of other really interesting pieces to get rid of that are going to bring in some really high caliber three-point shooters so I think this was probably towards the top of what we were going to be able to get um so it's it's good that they went out there and tried to do something um and then the other move that I talked about Niang three-year 26 million dollar deal um I mentioned he had you know uh, less three-point attempts per game, 89th in the league compared to Struess's 29th. Um, he was 40.1% from three uh, this past season, 8.2 points per game, 2.4 rebounds per game, one assist per game, and overall 44.2% shooting. So um, again, like nothing crazy there, but just another option. And look, I think that's what you need at the end of the day is options because we found that if one of our you know, core four starters, if one of our top shooters, as in, you know, Darius or Donovan are coming off the court, we were extremely limited in terms of shooting. And having these couple of options of guys who can get you a bucket here and there is really important. And I think um, that was the smart way to go uh, in making these moves during uh, this time. So I, I'm overall happy with it. Um, will it work out? I have no clue, uh, but I think, like I said, the front office needed to be active in pursuing some different options, and it felt like at the very end of the season, after playoffs, it felt like they were a little bit complacent in the way they were speaking, in the way that Kobe was speaking to the media, saying, hey, we won over 50 games, like we made the playoffs, we were a four seed, we're really proud of this team. All of that's great. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't make any moves because obviously you did underperform in the playoffs, losing uh, to a lower seed and losing pretty badly to a lower seed. I'm glad that he didn't um, just take that moment and kind of stick with it and be complacent and decided, hey, we got to make a move. We got to try to do something and get this team more shooting. Um, so really uh, happy with that in terms of just their, their mindset and going after things. So where does this leave us, I guess, with the Cavs going into this coming season? Um, I think that we have to win a playoff series. I don't think that's even debatable at this point on expectations. I think you need to, once again, probably be a top four seed and win a playoff series. Um, I think you expect all of your core four to take a step forward from where they were last season. Evan Mobley is going to be in year three now. That's usually a really big year in terms of stars taking that next step. Uh, and I think that he should be doing that in his third season. 
Um, I think Darius has only continued to get better every single year. He worked pretty well with Donovan last year, and I expect for that to continue. And I expect Donovan to show up in the playoffs next year, honestly. Uh, He had a great, incredible uh, regular season for the Cavs last year. It was historic in a lot of ways, the 71-point game. Uh, Just a lot of what he was doing shooting-wise that this team hasn't seen since LeBron Kyrie days was really really impressive and then it all kind of fell apart in the playoffs when you know there were certain third fourth quarters where we needed to start hitting shots and Donovan just really didn't show up so I expect for his regular season play to continue as it was but definitely to show up a little bit better in a playoff series Uh, and then Jared Allen's a little bit of a wild card right now you know he two years ago was an all-star last season you know, was still a decent player, but didn't feel quite at the same level as his his kind of breakout season as an all-star. Uh, and then in the playoffs, he was pretty bad, uh, which was uh, frustrating for fans to watch. I'm sure frustrating for him. He had the infamous quote about the lights being too bright, which he has still not lived down, that has been memed to death at this point by every account everywhere. Um, but he really didn't show up offensively or defensively. Um, as I used many times on here about their play during that, his play specifically, pretty soft, uh, which is um, the only way to describe it. Uh, And he's going to have to really work on um, overcoming that and being able to play in those big moments because otherwise I think they're going to have to move on from him. Um, You can't continue with that if you just go to the playoffs and truly the lights are too bright for you. Uh, this this team that is you know hoping to pursue the playoffs and eventually make a run to the finals, you can't have that uh, be one of your core players on the team that just can't handle the pressure. So hoping that he just mentally is able to turn things around. Um, other than that on the team, like I don't I don't have a ton of expectations for anyone. Like Isaac, I, I, I feel like he's kind of what he is at this point and you just kind of hope for the best from him. Um, and you just kind of hope that these couple moves you made do something. So I am hoping that this team wins a playoff series. I'm expecting them to win a playoff series. That should be everyone's expectation uh, going forward, and that's where I'm at. Um, but R.I.P. Lamar, sad. Sad to see him go. I still, like, that That was tough. When I, I, I woke up early, and then I fell back asleep, and I, I opened my phone when I fell back asleep to a bunch of texts. It was my mom, my dad, a bunch of friends, and I was like, what's going on? Why is everyone texting me um, this morning? And it was it was the Lamar move, and everyone knew it was gonna it was gonna be a tough blow for me, which which it definitely was. So uh, I hope he has success in in San Antonio. We'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Pop gets a lot out of him, and he gets to play with Victor Wembanyama now. So that's a very lucky spot for him to be. And we'll see. Maybe maybe like the world now will get to see what Lamar Stevens is really about. What I've been seeing in my heart this whole time, everyone else is gonna get to see now. Okay, so I just picked two mailbag questions for us to close this out. Um, The first one was like sort of sports, but sort of about me. And the second one was a more specific sports question. Um, Okay, so the first one was what got you into sports, which I feel like I've talked about on here, but maybe just very early on where people who listen now are not the same um, as at the very beginning. But my parents were definitely the people who got me into sports, both of them, mom and dad. Um, 
my parents actually met um, through my aunt. It was my mom's sister. And I think the first time they met, they like literally were playing like pickup basketball together. (laughs) And then um, my dad called my mom and asked her to go to a Cavs game. So that was kind of their... Their bonding from the beginning was over Cleveland sports and has been a huge part of their lives. And then obviously, once they have children, it became a huge part of our lives as well. So I kind of just always grew up around it. I didn't know anything differently. Like, I just, I thought everyone grew up like watching football every single Sunday, NFL every Sunday college football every Saturday that you would sit down every night for dinner and like if your team was playing that's what you put on that night um and I just didn't realize like not everyone lives that way I kind of assumed it growing up which is is funny because obviously um as you get older you meet more and more people whose sports were like a zero percent part of their life growing up which is so crazy to me because still obviously today so much of my world revolves around what my teams are doing um so it's just uh it's a different way of life for everyone, I guess, but especially in Cleveland, Ohio, I think it's a it's an important part of a lot of people's lives. Um, so yeah, definitely my parents on that one. Shout out to them. Okay, so the other question I got was actually a baseball question, which I don't talk much Guardians on here, but I thought this was kind of an interesting question. Um, they asked if you could trade one player by the trade deadline for the guards, who would it be and why? Um, so my first thought was obviously Otani. <laughs> which is like kind of a joke answer because I don't think we would ever be able to get him. But, um, you know, if I could trade for anyone, that's who it would be. He's like, in my opinion, greatest baseball player of all time. Like what he's been able to do, pitching, hitting all together is incredible um, and really, really cool to watch happen. So uh, obviously I would pick him if it was, um, you know, just anyone in the world. But in a more realistic world, Obviously, we need a power hitter. I think that's what this team has continued to struggle with for not even just this season. This was an issue last season, and I feel like we found ways to cope with it that we are not finding this season. Uh, So it's been a little bit more of a struggle. And um, I think we definitely need a, a power hitter of some sorts, which I feel like when we made the move to get Josh Bell, that was kind of the the mindset. The idea at the time was he was supposed to be that guy, and he's been frankly like pretty bad for us so uh, I feel like the team's just never gonna want to pay anyone ever again because they're like hey look we made a move we paid someone and it didn't do anything um so I still think we need to to make another move um someone I feel like could be interesting is uh Brent Rooker outfielder from the athletics he's a bit of a power hitter um I mean, we just need someone who's at least a threat to hit some home runs uh, because we just can't keep up with teams anymore. Like, we'll have one game where we randomly get nine, ten runs, and it's it's kind of strange. And then I feel like we have a streak where it's, it's a chore to even be able to score one run. Uh, so someone who is at least consistently a threat um, and can change things up for us, that would be really nice. I will say, so I'm recording this on Wednesday night, Last night, it was very nice to see Ahmed have some some good offense, finally. I feel like he has been a big struggle uh, this season, but uh, he had a couple nice hits last night and then uh, really brought things home for this team. So it was, it was nice to see for him, but uh, in general, I don't think that's probably going to last, and we're really going to need to get some more hitting on this team if we want 
any chance of you know making any type of run in the playoffs if we're able to actually pull out and win our division when everything's said and done and I, I think we knew that last year like you could tell when we were playing the Yankees that was just such a difference between the two teams like I enjoy the the form of baseball we have when it works but when you play a team that can just hit home runs uh pretty consistently and you can't do that it's really hard during a series like that to be able to pull things out um and get lucky there so hopefully they make a move at some point but I wouldn't I wouldn't buy into anything I do think that there is a possibility they trade Shane Bieber at some point though um for some assets I think that could be a really interesting move they have traded a lot of pitchers in the past uh, to to get some assets back and it's worked a lot of the time uh, because they kind of trade the pitchers when it feels like maybe they're on their their downtrend um, and you know I still think Bieber is a good pitcher but I think uh, we're not going to pay him because we don't pay people so you might as well get something in return for him uh, so I think that's our best option at this point in time but we will see if the Guardians decide to do anything. Okay, so pretty short episode today. That is all I have for you guys. Um, We're inching closer and closer to football season. I believe we're about 25 days from the Browns heading out to West Virginia. Country roads take me home. Um, We'll see how uh, that goes for them. We'll see if anything else happens between now and then. Uh, But we are getting closer, uh, which is very exciting. My favorite time of year. Uh, So I hope you guys continue to enjoy your summer. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could leave a review or rating, that would be great. Share with a friend. Share with your family. I always appreciate that. Appreciate the love. It means a lot to me. Uh, So thanks for listening and have a good one.